You know how you look at things and you know that it's like a not a knockoff company, but it's like not look at things on Amazon and you know how it's like a company that is like they've either like translated something or it's looked weird on it when it's called like sound where is it soundcore flare mini bluetooth speaker portable wireless speaker ipx7 waterproof for oh, outdoor yeah. parties led light show with 300 percent sound up, base up tm technology i was like let's just add all okay. the words yeah 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 It's the 26th of May 2020 and this is the Game Engine Start Podcast. My name is Ewan. My name's Callum. We've been doing this for, what, two months now, officially, I think. I got the email. Uh, what, the podcast has been longer than Oh that, yeah, sorry, that's... yes. Um, lockdown, two weeks. Uh, sorry, two months, Oh I god. Um, well, for I don't me, even know what's time. Time doesn't exist anymore, I've got no idea. Like, I, get, I got an email from from the head of the company that I work for saying like congratulations on two months we're doing fine I was like oh shit it's been two months all right oh yeah oh um, we, we it doesn't help our, our in my company like we don't get um we get that every week so I ah. still have no concept of it like every week on a Friday the CEO of our company releases a big like letter headed sure. memo of like right. here's how we're doing we're doing yeah. great or like okay fine thanks mm-hmm Keep it up, yeah. lads. Like, thanks. <laughs> Rad, just, face. That's... Just keep it up, lads, in 72 point font. Is that the, the letter at this point? I would, I, I would actually really appreciate that. <laughs> if, it was a, if it was a letterheaded font done uh, landscape, and it was just keep it up, lads, in 72 font, and then hand-signed, I'd be like, yeah, that's great. Okay, I'd be fine sure. with that. that. Yeah, the fact, like, that's the statement and it being hand-signed. There's actually, I like that. There's a... Yeah, that's, that's the, you need to have the extra effort of it being hand-signed oh, for yeah. something that dumb. If I was CEO of a company, I would do something like oh, that, because yeah. that sounds hilarious. Like, um, so we had, we had That's Friday. probably why I shouldn't be CEO of a company, to be honest. Yeah, but so we had Friday off, um, and uh, I made chocolate chip cookies, so I can't tell if that's progression or if I've... <sighs> You know, if I've regressed, I don't know what's happened with that. I, no, I, I think a lot of people have done that. They've decided to just get into like baking or crochet yeah. or oh, I, I did, don't know, BDSM I did or fucking... whatever. <laughs> Those are the three options you get into during lockdown. It's baking. Oh yeah, lot lockdown happens: baking, crochet, binge watching stuff on Netflix, or BDSM. Like sure, that's the yeah. only things that you can get into. There's nothing else. Crocheting some handcuffs, you know. Just start combining. They probably them. wouldn't work. They would. They would just break really easily. Surely, I don't know. Do it with wire. I don't know. Who fucking knows? <laughs> <laughs> crochet with wire. Crochet. Um, but I did end up. I did. It's good, end... it's good with the title of the podcast. Makes itself. That's <laughs> yeah, that's true. I break this down. Um, I did have end up having to do the post-apocalyptic, trying to find flowers. Fight for survival. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. In this fucking. Oh yeah, that was desert My friend. Uh, my friend Terry uh, is a weird person and he is like massively into baking. Sure. And so like lo- lockdown happened and he couldn't go to work anymore and it was like, right, this is the time. I'm going to like do so much baking. I'm going to learn how to bake bread. I'm going to do all this stuff. And then he went out and couldn't find flour anywhere. Yeah. And he sent us a photo from inside a Chinese market of like, you know, like industrial bags of flour. Oh, yeah, like yeah. 50 uh-huh. kilogram bags of flour or whatever. Sent us a photo of that being like, is this my only option? Question mark. <laughs> or like, mate, you cannot buy 
an industrial bag of flour just because you can't find bread flour anywhere else. And he's like, yeah, but I really want to learn how to make bread. And I was like, you're not going to go through an industrial bag of flour. Where are you going to put it for a start? Like, we've yeah. seen his flat. It's like not going to fit an industrial bag of flour. We talked yeah. about that, but eventually, like a week later, he was like, oh, no, it's fine. I found bread flour. We're yeah. like, nice. Good. See we had, what happens when you just wait. We had a similar moment of... Um, kind of realization we'd gone too far where like when this started happening when i first get told hey you're working from home like before the official one came in we were like okay we should probably at least get some supplies and like fill up the freezer just in case because we have no idea what's happening at this point and we're just running around grabbing stuff and the um chinese supermarket down the road from us has the same things it's got all those industrial bags of basically everything and the two of us are standing looking at this giant like bag of rice like restaurant size bag of rice and we're like, yeah, we should probably get. That this. was the other one was rice. Yeah, yeah, we should we should probably get this right, like because we don't have no idea how long this is going to happen. We just looked at each other and went, "Have we got fucking crate? Like, we do not need this much. Like, we're we're going to yeah, be it's, fine. Like, this is this is what panic buying did to a lot of people yeah. was like because you can't get it anywhere else. It's like, is this a worthwhile option? And you're like, mm. no, it's not. Like, you're not going to no. go through that much rice in your lifetime like that is not gonna happen which is why all the stories within the past like couple of weeks have started happening of people trying to return all their shit right the, the like the there's a guy i think it was australia it was in new zealand a guy tried to return like ten thousand oh, dollars worth of toilet paper you're like no you fucking bought it like deal with it oh, yeah, yeah. Was the, the, the the guy that was like yeah he tried to return like liters of hand sanitizer yeah, and a like bunch he, of toilet paper when it didn't sell on ebay and he was like no fuck off yeah you're exactly like, well, so and then got the, all this. Uh, yeah, and then there was the one in the, the States of the guy who... It was, fucking media at that point. Like, there was a guy in the States who'd, like, uh, uh, stocked up on, like, hand sanitizer and toilet... Like, all the stuff. And then, like, one of the papers wrote an article about him and being like, look at this fucking crazy guy who's stored all this stuff. And then, because of that article, the state police came in and was like you can't hold all this stuff because it's nobody else has any. So they just took it all off them like with zero recompense. You're like, I mean, sure. You're like you're posing a hazard to people. This is how yeah, this works. of course. Yeah. Mm. So in terms of how the game stuff has been since we've been doing this, I don't know about you. Oh, the, vi- oh, the video game thing. Yeah. That thing that we do. I have had yeah. the last couple of weeks. I have not been able to focus on a single thing, like a single title despite the fact that like i haven't finished doom i haven't finished final fantasy yeah what was the other big game there's another big game that came out at the same time animal crossing but i'm not into that and also you can't really finish animal crossing despite the no you never you never finish animal crossing um consequently what that well that's against what that tweet i saw saying where somebody had said like hey i'm about to go fight the final boss and it's them buying the um suit of armor like costume that you can buy pulling out an axe and running towards the community center like the center thing with an axe <laughs> it's like i'll go wait to fight the final boss of animal crossing it's like okay you do it great that's, um, that's yeah that's how you beat animal cross yeah it's when you um, finally when you finally don't take any more top and just burn it to the ground can you imagine if you walk into like um what's it called the main central building thingy services um, resident services resident services and you just walk in and like a dark soul style health bar appears with tom nook you're like oh yeah you, want, you open the door and it's like all oh, that white haze yeah that's totally. when you walk through the white haze yeah, yeah. isabel he's 50 feet tall and he's like butt slamming everything <laughs> and yeah just throwing timmy and tommy at you oh man yeah it would be like a three-person fight yeah totally. be like yep like four oh, phases man. he just becomes pure bells at one point 
I don't like Dark Souls, but I would play that. Yes, yeah, right. That would be a cool. That would be a cool fight. Um, decided to decided to like go to the heart of the Animal Crossing <laughs> island, and, like yeah, you, exactly. Like smash a big crystal, and then Tom Nook roars. And <laughs> like, this is uh, how you beat Animal Crossing. But like, but like roars and the weird language, like the weird beefy language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The Animal Crossing. It's got a name. The Animal Crossing language. I'm pretty um, sure it does. I remember watching a video about it. I can't remember. Um, yeah, I think Polygon. Video Polygon did do a video on it with a linguist. Um, yeah, so I haven't been able to focus on all things, so I've got like a bunch of things. I've either like old I keep stuff. Saying, yeah, I keep looking. I keep looking at your Steam every so often when you're <laughs> online and you're like playing a different thing every other hour, and yeah. I don't understand how you're. I keep putting stuff up and then going, nah, maybe not. Um, so like I went back into Transistor because I had been listening to the soundtrack and I was like, man, this was a really good soundtrack and jumped back into that game and i think we were talking about it at some point where like i felt like that game got really like dismissed by a lot of people as like not as good as bastion but see you're you you're i don't know if it got dismissed because everybody that i've talked to that's played transistor has been like this is an amazing game right like nobody has been like eh it's always been like no this is really good um it's not remembered as well as bastion i think mainly i think because but i think because that's like Bastion was the first one, and you remember the yeah. first one. Like I, Bastion came out, and it was doing it was doing a thing at the time. It was doing a thing that not a lot of other people had done. Oh, totally! And it did it really, really well. And everybody went, "Holy fuck! What the fuck is this thing?" So people are going to remember that more than the next one. And also, I also remember like Bastion was at around the same time as like when the XBLA boom was happening, right? Because it was yeah, like, that was that's first big one thing. Of the first, was... Like indie darling games of like. Yeah. And I mean, not like well deserved. Like Bastion is a hell of a thing. Oh God, yeah, Bastion's amazing. Yeah. Um, but like Transistor, I'm still surprised you've never finished it. Though. Yeah, I, I started playing it again. Actually, it was like, yeah, this game's actually really good. I think it was like, I think I just wasn't very good at it at the time because I didn't play a lot of games like that. And it's actually like it. I think it lulled me into false insecurity about what that game was. Where actually, it's kind of difficult at points. Like you need to oh, be yeah, really on top of. Either, yeah. yeah, I think that was. I think I got um, misled by that slightly. But um, yeah, I'm, so I'm playing through Bastion as well at the same time. But like Transistor is such a like polished, visually impressive thing that I just I every time I, I go back into it, I'm like, oh yeah, this thing is actually fucking incredible. Like I really enjoy this thing. Mm. And like that, the combination of the combat system and the ability system, like that ability system is still one of the best I think I've ever seen where you can like, you take the programs and you plug them into like a primary, a secondary or a passive slot. And it totally oh, that changes. Thing. Yeah, sorry, I forgot how that worked. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that thing is so cool. Where like you do end it's up. It's really modular because everything can do everything. Yeah, and they've t- they've taken account of all the different scenarios where it's not even just like where it's not even just like stat bonuses. Like you've got the one that that drops the you get the attack that drops like four like mini cluster grenades, and then you combine that with your dash, and then it dashes and leaves the, them behind you. Like enough where like they've had to think about every different combination and actually like implement something different for each combination and it really really works and you end up with some bizarre setups yeah um so yeah i did a bunch of that and i've did a bunch of uh, a bunch of bastion which i'm still plugging my way through which is still really good um what's the other thing i wrote something else down oh yeah i, I picked up um hand of fate 2 because it was on sale mm. um like i really liked the first game but i thought it kind of got like it was definitely like it was definitely like three quarters of an idea and I was like, yeah, this like the next time they hit this, they're gonna really nail it. And 
they did it i feel like but also there's a weird like they almost went too far with it it feels where like did you play two no i only played one oh, did you only um, played one so two yeah. they take the same formula it's a hand of fate for people who haven't seen it is like a it's like a deck building game, but also like a dungeon crawler and a narrative game at the same time where you're basically building up this deck of like equipment and armor and all that kind of stuff. But also you're building up a deck of encounters, which are played on a field that you move around in. So like, and each one has their own like bit of story that, that yeah. branch off and do their own thing and as you finish bits of story you unlock more cards and all this like it's a really fascinating system it's a really good way to tell a bunch of really cool stories um a bunch of really cool narrative bits so what they've done in two is they've taken that original thing and like really blown it out in a way that's really bizarre where there's a, a couple of the, the the adventures um after the first kind of batch of like hey here's how you play the game bits when it opens up they open it up to like so like one of the first ones you get you get an objective which is you need to reach the end of this dungeon or the set of floors with um this amount of blessings and blessings are a mechanic where it's like you can certain cards will give you blessings that are like basically permanent buffs or curses yeah. which are permanent debuffs and it says you have to get to the end of this thing with six um blessings in order to be able to like fully complete the adventure um and the cards you have at that point, because this is the first like batch after the initial tutorial, you don't have enough cards to give you those blessings. Like you, the 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 deck itself, the pre built deck that the 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 dealer gives you has like two or three cards that do this. So the implication there is when you start it is like you need to go build up your deck with some of the other adventures to yeah. get more cards that will give you more blessings, and then come back round and then do this one with more blessings. And it seems like the next four adventures I have are all kind of like that, where each one of them you can't complete right now because you need to go back and get more cards. So it seems like either, like... You got to do grinding? Yeah, kind of. It feels like you need to grind for cards. but all, And also, like, the... Because the, the cards are not... Like, they're not random. Like, you get a specific set of cards, and if you complete part of a story associated with a card, you unlock more cards. And there's some stuff in there which is like... And the, the cards that unlock more cards have a token on them. And you know when you completed that adventure, like, in the way they intend, when you, you get that token, the token gives you more cards. And there's definitely some some encounters on there which are just like, I have zero idea how to unlock this token. Like, I, th- I feel like I've done this encounter, like, three or four times. I feel like I've done every, like, permutation of the dialogue. I feel like I've explored the entire dialogue tree and it's still not giving me the token. And I'm like... I've I'm missing something here. I don't quite know what's happening. Right. So they've definitely yeah. layered a lot more mechanics on it, and it's still super cool. And they've re- they've they've improved the combat. So there's also like third person real time combat in it as well. Like they've done some stuff there, which is really cool. Um, I don't know. I think I just need to put more time into it to really get what's happening. Um, but they, I and also that was like, kind of that, that was kind of the same with like one. Like you needed to kind of get into pretty yeah. late until you got the story about like who the, the dealer actually was yeah. and stuff like that. Like, that so was all really weird. All of that stuff is, is super cool as well. And I also think, like, it is one of the best tutorialized games I think I've ever seen where sure. they don't just sit and go, like, with, like, just written text and be like, do this, do this, do this, do this. Like, the dealer narratively teaches you how the game works. Like, the actual game and the fictional game that they're playing. 
Like, right. it's a really good, nar- like, and there's different lines for the same bit of tutorialization as well. Like, if you have to do stuff more than once, like, it's so, there's so much dialogue in that game. It's, um, oh, it's sure. super yeah. cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, but one of the ones, uh, there's a couple of new stuff I can talk about. Um, so one of them is a game called Cyber Ops. Which I came across. This is like the, the most you video yeah. game in the world. Hey, wait, wait till you hear what it is. So can I guess what it is? Yeah, is it please. like a cyberpunk tactics game with hacking in it? Is that the? Uh, I wouldn't say it's a tactics game. So it's basically. Okay. So do you remember uh, Duskers? That game from a couple of years ago. The one where you control the robots and yeah. Space. So, so you're, it was a game yeah. where you, you controlled drones. Um, from a uh, who like going around different like abandoned spaceships and getting enough resources to get home, uh, and you control the whole thing through a terminal and like a weird like um, depth map style um, yeah. overhead map. Um, so it's kind of like that, except that you are an operator who are, who's supporting like a team of like special ops soldiers, but you don't oh, direct, okay. but you don't directly control them. Like you're supporting them, so you're saying like this area is clear, this oh, area so is clear. So you're like. Um... What do they call it in the military? Like Overwatch, like AWACS or whatever. Like you're the kind people of, like looking down. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Except you've got like a X-ray view of like a building, and it's like a schematic view of a building, and you see where people are, and um, and you're hacking doors and security systems yeah. and doing all that kind of stuff. There's some super cool mechanics in there where like you can do a scan, which um, just basically like shows everything in a in a circular area, and you can mark that area as. Um, danger uh, as either safe or dangerous, Be- and because you're not controlling the the team directly, you're basically saying like, "Here's your next task," and they will like auto like uh, path to the next task. But if you put a, right. a radar in the middle of it and say this area is dangerous, they will remap around that area. So you can very easily like kind of say, "Okay, as long as you don't go here and don't go here, like you can make your way and um, you can tell them to like." move or stop you can tell them how to like go stealth go aggressive all that kind of stuff um but you're not like directly moving people around um it's so it's a small team from i want to say chile i need to look it up again sure um uh and it's got some really cool ideas like i really like and they're like their hacking interface is really cool and there's they do enough stuff where it's like it's very hollywood hacking but it's still like there's enough stuff. So is, it all, feel- is it all on a command line? Is that the? It's not quite a command line. Like it is like a, a, a UI because obviously you can see the map and stuff like that. And like yeah. a lot of the so one of the things they do is like while you're while you have access to a system, there's like this passive trace thing happening where it's basically like occasionally chunks of code will fall from the top of the screen to the bottom of the screen, and you have to like kind of breakout style move something in the front of it so it doesn't hit the bottom. But that'll happen right, like okay. silently like in the corner of your screen so you need to be constantly watching this thing and also everything is controlled by like moving around the interface is all controlled by wsad so like you're moving this thing so you constantly hit the keyboard basically as if you're constantly doing stuff like it's a really good approximation of like what you see in movies where people just like constantly yeah. fucking hammering on keyboards the problem it has right now is it's kind of technically all over the place so okay. they, they launched uh because the reason i found it was because i think I, I added it to my wish list like a 
couple of months ago and completely forgotten about it. And then they launched a prologue, which is basically like the, the tutorial mission for free. And was like, here's what this thing is. And I grabbed that and I was like, oh, this is super cool. Okay, I'll pay attention to this. And that came out. Um, is it like early access or is it like out, out? It's out, it's out, out. Um, and it came out, th- I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. I can't remember. And I, I downloaded it. Did the tutorial mission again. Go back to the main menu. And the second mission had it unlocked. It was like, oh, that's weird. Maybe I, maybe I fucked something up and you hit continue and it took you back to the last checkpoint at the last section. And then I completed it again and was like, oh, weird. It hasn't fucking unlocked. And you go onto the Steam page. It's like, yeah, this is a known issue where the next mission doesn't unlock. You need to hit restart mission and it will kick on the next mission. I was like, oh, that's that's a weird bug. But okay, sure. But you hit restart mission and you don't get any of the XP from the previous mission. So I'm now on the third mission and all my guys are still the basic level. And I'm like, okay, there's some, uh, okay. there's some issues going on here. Like they put a patch out yesterday, I think, for to do some of that, to fix a bunch of this. And also like, it feels like they're missing a, a bunch of tu- tutorial stuff. Like they throw, they throw an objective at you that they haven't told you about how to really do. It definitely feels like they're tweaking stuff and they're fixing bugs. Like it's a little bit scrappy at the minute, but there's some core ideas in there that are super cool that if they can fix this, it's... There's there's something there for sure, um, so yeah, I need to I need to go back and and uh, I'm gonna wait for a little bit and let them kind of sort some issues out and then I'll I'll jump yeah. back into it. It's um, kind, of, kind of like my experience with um, XCOM. Yeah, Camera kind of. Squad. Kind of, yeah. And there's some other well, stuff. I looked, I, looked, I, looked, I looked at the patch notes for Camera Squad yesterday, and it does not fix any of the issues I had. So it's patch not out? still not there. Yeah, the patch came out like yesterday or something. Oh, really? Okay, I need to go see yeah. what, they, what they did. But the patch, the patch notes mentioned none of the problems that I had been seeing. So really? Like, oh, huh. yes, yeah. They so really there have were more problems than the ones I had, I guess. But huh, weird. But I mean, the problem you had and the, the problem I had as well it seemed to be the primary one that everyone was talking about. Like everyone I saw was like, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't see any mention of like game hitching on breach or whatever. Like it just wasn't there. There was talk of stuff like that. Maybe it's been like put in in a strange technical worded way but yeah I see it. like the main thing that the people were talking about was like it, it locking up on reinforcements was the yeah the way it was described to me and the way it, it manifested for me anyway um so yeah so that's cool that's something that hopefully if it gets fixed we should do something with because it's i just want to kind of show off it's it's a really cool thing um and um the last thing i'll very quickly talk about is i picked up again because it was on sale i don't know why um the Fisherman's Tale, A Fisherman's Tale, which is like a VR game. Where oh, okay, sure. I kind of don't want to talk too much about it because the big reveal of what it is that happens quite early is super, super cool. Um, the only thing I'll say is like, it's not a hugely long game for people who are interested in it. Like, you should go look it up, and if it's interesting to you, then you should go look it up. But it's yeah. not a hugely long game, so like, I think I did it in like a couple of hours. And that was that game was on sale for like twenty quid at one point. It was or it was launched at twenty quid, and I got it for eight, and I felt okay about eight. So um, yeah, just keep that in mind. But it's it's a very well made VR thing where they they do they do what VR they do the thing that you need to do with VR games, where like take account of a bunch of different interactions and everything that you expect to be able to do, you should be able to do, and they do that in a cool. Was this a, this thing was on? PSVR first, wasn't it? No, it hit. Eh. Or did it hit all of them at once? No, you might be right. I think it maybe hit. Maybe it was on PlayStation VR first. 
That's I vaguely recognised. I vaguely recognised this, and yeah. I can't remember why. But yeah, yeah. Okay. It, yeah. But there's basically there's a central mechanic that is super cool. The first time you realise what the fuck's going on. Um, yeah, and it's like it's super well voice acted and animated, and it's like a really good, really good story. Not. Yeah, it's it's a very yeah, it's a very cool little narrative thing. Sure. Um yeah. th- that's worth a look. Um but like I said, like I've just been ducking and diving into a bunch of different random things, like continuing with GTFO and and um a bunch of other stuff. So what about yourself? What have you been what have you been doing? Uh so quite the opposite. I've played like two games and I've played <laughs> them a lot. Right, okay. Um so the the uh, the one that I've done a lot of is the new season of Apex. Um Oh right, which- yes. I'll t- I can talk about this. This is season five. five? Yeah, season yeah. five. Uh, subtitles: Fortune's Favor. Um, it is more Apex Legends. It has a new battle pass. It is they've changed. They've gone back to Kings Canyon um, as oh, opposed yeah, yeah. to World's Edge, and they've changed it again. They've like blown up Skull Town and like put in a bunch of like oil platforms and stuff like that. Oh. Um, so the map's a bit different. It's not super different. It still feels like you're playing on Kings Canyon. There are just sort of like new areas of it. There's a right. whole underground bit now that never existed before. Um, oh, sure, sure. Which, okay. which gets into what was like my friend had a moment like literally yesterday where like in the final circle and it was like super small and couldn't see anybody. And it was like, I don't know where they are. And it's like, they're probably like below you in the underground bit. So there's nothing you could do about that. Um so then it just becomes a battle of when the circle closes in, who can mash their heel button faster. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was a weird one. Uh, what else is there? They've added in a whole PVE element, like a story-based PVE element. Yeah, I was uh, I, I was waiting till this for you to tell me about this, because I don't... This sounded awesome. Like, I feel like Apex needed like some kind of co-op PVE thing, and it'd be cool to, yeah. to try. Mm-hmm. You can't get into it from like just straight out the main menu like there's some no so the the season revolves around the new character loba yeah we'll talk about in a minute who is like a um thief she's like a like she 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 goes and steals artifacts and like she's an artifact hunter can i her whole thing she's also like if i remember i very briefly like i've basically just missed all of this stuff from season five yet but she is the girl from the revenant announced trailer right yeah so revenant killed her parents is the right it's that scene that when they announced revenant the same girl. yeah okay. yeah okay yeah um well brazilian girl with the two braids um mm. grows up and becomes a, a treasure hunter effectively yeah um so her yeah, costume the whole is thing amazing is like, by the way like that her design uh, is awesome so the, the whole pve element is revolved around loba going to the legends and being like there's this big there's this big thing that we need to get, otherwise there's, it's gonna be a problem. Like there's this huge artifact that is like a massive problem that we need to okay. get, but it's in like parts. So you have to go and find it. And the okay. way that you do that is that in the actual normal version of Apex Legends, crates and stuff have a, a chance to drop what's called a treasure pack, like a little box okay. that you can pick up you can pick up one a day and they contain like XP or like crafting materials or like small shit effectively. Okay. Um, and when you get five of them, then you can do a chapter of the story. So you oh. can't do it. So you can't do it immediately. You have to get five. You have to play at least one game to get a treasure pack every day for five days. And then every Tuesday on reset. Are you, are you guaranteed to get a treasure pack at least once a week? Once a day. 
Well, sorry, once a day. Are you guaranteed to get one? Yeah. Oh, so it's like, is it in the first yeah, you... box you get in the game? No, it's, it's not always. In, it's not always in the first box you get, but they drop pretty frequently. Okay, but, right. So it's, like, it's pretty easy to get one. Okay. The... Fair enough. Um, and then, so yeah, when you get five treasure packs, then you unlock a chapter of the story. And so chapter one's been released so far at time of recording, and it was like super easy. Like it was not a challenge at all. So what? What like is it? Want... Like is it just like a hard mode, or is it? It's yeah. It's basically a hard mode. Like the the whole setup is that like Loba is telling you to go get a thing. You walk around part of the map, and then you find the area where the treasure is, and you put a device down that digs into the floor to get it, and you have to defend the device. Gotcha. And then when the device is done, you run and get the ship out. It okay. was really straightforward. Like it doesn't look super challenging or anything like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's so that's the like mechanic. Other than season pass, that's like the mechanic of the season is like you pick up these packs and then do that once every week. So what is um, it? Is it like a three person? How, how many people can you do? This? Three. Yeah, it's yeah okay. three people, and it's, it's it's restricted to like an area of the map, and gotcha. then you just so like we just we just went in with like all the people that can hold down an area, like Watson mm. and Caustic and stuff, and just sat on it. Right. And that was it. Like we okay. didn't do a whole lot. Um, but yeah, that was sort of it's it's a weird mechanic. I want to see how it develops over the season, like if it gets harder or if the story because the story's told in like um, stills, like it's just told in like text boxes that appear. Because you like oh, get weird before before the actual chapter, like where you go do a thing, there is like chat between the legends, and it's all just text boxes, like it's not even voice acted, uh. it's just text on a screen, um, which is kind of shit. Because it would be better if it was voice acted, but I can understand that would be hard to do. But it would be better because, um, like, the first chapter was done from the perspective of um, Mirage, mm-hmm. and like Mirage is like funny, like he's well written and is quite clever, right? But seeing it, ri- but seeing it written down, it doesn't really work. It has yeah. to be like acted out for it totally. to be as humorous as it is. Did they also anyway. did they also rework Mirage? I saw somebody briefly talking about that. A bunch of that. A bunch of people got reworks and stuff like that so yeah the the changes uh mechanically uh just to run it down mirage got a almost complete rework not complete rework because his skills are still the same but how they work is now different right where see his old thing used to be he would shoot out a projection of himself and it would just sort of run yeah yeah. and if you interacted with it it would disappear now he can shoot it out and then cause it to mirror his actions so like he can mirror it to where if he goes left, then his thing goes left. Or if he goes right, oh, then his projection weird. goes right. Okay. So it becomes this like weird mind game you can play with people where like you can sit behind a wall, fire it out, take control of it, and then run left into the wall, but it causes your guy to run up the hill thinking making them think it's you, but you're actually running the opposite gotcha. side of a wall to come round on them. Um, okay. and they change the changes alt to where all of the clones that he makes also mirror his actions. So okay. okay. He, he activates his alts and creates like nine clones of himself. He's invisible and all the clones are moving like he is moving. So right. it's like suddenly really confusing and disorientating. Right. Like he is, they start they start to behave like players as opposed to just like Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So okay. he is he is now super hard to deal with and really annoying. Um <laughs> because he can just like he can just like all he becomes invisible, you get no idea where the fuck he is. When you do find him, he just shoots out another clone and runs away. And then just like he's just constantly moving and just like it, it becomes what like what he's supposed to be. Where it's I was going to say like yeah, it it sounds like that's that was the whole point of the character, and it seems like the implementation just wasn't great. Like this seems like what yeah. he was always supposed to be like. Yeah, he's, he's really annoying now. Um, sure. They changed 
my boy Caustic, he got a buff that was pretty good. Okay. Uh, where his gas no longer slows your allies. So it used oh, to wow. just be like, it used to be that if the gas was there, everybody would be slow except for Caustic players. Mm-hmm. But now it is, his team is fine in his fog. But if he goes into an enemy fog, then they get slowed, which is right. way better because it gives you way more area control. Like you can put things down in better places. Right. Because uh, you know you won't slow your team down. Um, but the 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 new champion or legend is uh, Loba, like I was talking mm. about, and she is really interesting. I don't know how like professionals or people who are really good at the game feel about her, but I think she's really good. Okay. Um. So she is, like I said, she's like a thief, treasure hunter thing. So her entire thing is about getting loot and moving around. Mm-hmm. So her like active ability is like a short range blink teleport, mm-hmm. which is deceptively good like it is for for it literally just being like you in a game like this you're shocked that somebody that hasn't had a blink before mm-hmm. but when you put it in it is like deceptively really really good because it means that you can like look faster you can move into strange places you can get different angles you can run away better like it's it gives you this freedom of movement sort of idea what's the um, what's the cooldown on it like short like 10 seconds or something oh like that. wow yeah, it's okay not, it's, it's not, and it is like uh the way it works is like her bracelet that she wears her entire style is awesome yeah. i'll agree with you and that like she's got like corsets and it's like all like weird it's like, like vaguely it's like, like vaguely piratey almost like yeah like yeah. piratey steampunky sort yeah. of like lace also like yeah it, it, she's really cool she's got cool design but her blink is like linked to her bracelet so she like takes her bracelet off and throws it um, oh cool okay so she she can throw it like over buildings and like over walls and then blink to it but she can also like do things where she can throw it really high and when she activates it early it slams to the ground so she teleports to wherever it's landed right um so you can do like short teleports or like longer teleports like get on buildings or whatever mm-hmm. but it gives you so much freedom to be able to like like the people that are playing Lova in the game are now still they're still learning like what you can do with the blink, but there are people who are getting really good at it of like throwing the thing really far away, engaging in a fight to try and take someone down, but then the blink lands and they teleport out the fight immediately. So ah. it's like they're making really aggressive stuff because they know they're gonna get away with it when their thing lands. Right, right, right. Um or they're just like doing it to take really weird angles and fights. Like the amount of times that I've had my teammates like engage in a fight and I've used the teleport to like jump up on a roof somewhere that they don't even know I'm there. Just like <laughs> okay. get around behind them and stuff. Right. It's a really amazing ability. Cool. Um, she has a passive where she can see any loot that is purple or higher through walls. So right. it means that you can be, that was the thing heard, you can yeah. be really efficient in your item gathering. So if you land and you see there's purple armor in a building, you can just go straight to it and yeah. ignore everything else. Um, which, yeah, it makes you really good at just, like, the first initial loot or, like, scanning for things in buildings or whatever. She can ping stuff through walls as well for your allies. Oh, cool. Um, okay, yeah, that makes sense. She, she becomes really good for information. And then her ult is... So she has a cane, which is really cool. Like, she has, like, a cane with, like, a wolf head on it. Okay. And she puts she puts the cane down, and it becomes, like, a... She calls it the black market, but it's, like, a magnet, effectively, that you can interact with, and two items from an area around you, the cane, uh, just get teleported to your inventory. So you can just, like, slam it down in the middle of a loot location, and all the loot from around the area is in this thing. Oh, that's cool. Like, inside boxes and stuff as well? Yeah, like, everything. Oh, wow. 
Huh. If, 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 a, if a drop pod lands in your area, it can get teleported as well into the black market. That's very so you can just fun. pull stuff from. It's really cool. But it, it's like it's also like kind of like her blink, where there are more interesting uses than you think. Where because most people are just like, oh, we're in a loot area, slam it down, and you'll get things faster. But there's also like things that I've done where you're maybe like it's like late and it's like top four or whatever, and you're fighting in a part of the map, and you can put the shop down next to you to like gather healing items or ammo or whatever right, in the middle of, of a fire and then run away. Um, so again, it's super diverse when you think about it. Um, yeah. She's 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 a lot of fun. Like just having a blink is really cool for that game, and it's really it changes how you think about that game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been having a lot of fun with her. She's been cool. super cool. But yeah, the, the game like Apex is still really good. Yeah, like there's nothing to complain about it. It's still really cool. The other thing, oh, this is the thing that they did that that fucked with me the most was they changed the shotguns where. So it used to be that you could get um, Mozambique's Evas and peace, uh, Peacemakers on mm-hmm. the the map and then Mastiffs would drop in pods at the yep. end. But they swapped Peacekeepers and Mastiffs. So Mastiffs, they were in the ground, the Peacekeepers are in the pods. Oh, so what? Okay. So they had they changed the numbers on them, obviously, to like, oh, yeah, accommodate yeah. for that. So like, peacekeepers are now, they do more damage, but you find them less frequency, but Mastiffs are changed. But Mastiffs are like, way too good like yeah that was why they were in pods yeah oh yeah but they like they like they like changed the numbers on them so they weren't like super powerful or whatever but they're still just like they like one shot people and it's like it's crazy so it's like a shotgun that fires in like a horizontal line yeah but if you get close enough to people it hits the horizontal line doesn't matter because you just hit them in the head with all of it so you can like run up to people and if you shoot them in the head it deals like 130 damage jesus it's nuts. You can like two shot most people. It's crazy. Um, so the, the, a lot of people have cottoned onto this. So there's a lot of um, fights getting into fights getting into people getting really low and then running away and hiding behind a door with a massive pointed at your head, yep. and then you run through the door and you actually die. Like it is just. It's cool it's to see crazy. that. Like, it's cool to see that they're still willing to like really fuck up that game, like in a mm, really interesting way. Where like yeah, totally. Different. They've they've kind of they've changed the dynamic of uh, everybody just going like yeah don't pick up a shotgun unless it's a peacekeeper yeah. it's like now people are starting to change it yeah um but yeah so Apex is still really good cool uh, and the other game that I've been playing a lot of is Terraria um, right. which is a game from like twenty years ago or whatever <laughs> um but they just released the one point four update which is called Journey's End uh, which the developers of Terraria have said this is the last update for Terraria like mm. they're not updating Terraria anymore um which is kind of sad because uh, I've spent a lot of time playing Terraria um like way when I was back in university and stuff like that there was a time where we stayed up until like three four in the morning playing Terraria like all the time right and it was it was a bad it was a bad idea but we did oh, yeah. it anyway um and it was nuts like it was a crazy time uh so yeah 1.4 came out so a bunch of us were like okay well we'll play terraria again and see what happens and yeah man like that game still just like eats your time like it's, it's like proper like minecraft sims level stuff of like you blink and suddenly you're like oh fuck it's like midnight like yep. what the fuck happened sure um i i've been intentionally so like, like- since my sleep schedules have been so fucked up by everything that's happening anyway, like I've been intentionally avoiding like specifically Minecraft, Astroneer, like those games, which are just like, I'll just do this one thing and then I'll go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. No. 
Yeah, the, the, the Terraria update, we haven't really hit the point yet. We've we've seen we've seen like minor changes, but we haven't really hit the point yet where the one point four stuff kicks in because it's all like later. Um and we have been doing a lot of because we kinda know the game at this point. Sure. And we, so we've been doing a lot of like prep work where there's a point in there's a point in Terraria where uh you can like activate hard mode, like you kill one of the bosses and then everything changes in the game. Right. Like the, the first like the first like three bosses of that game are effectively a tutorial for how the game is, and then mm-hmm. you kill one of them, hard mode happens, and then the rest of the game happens. So we only just activated hard mode last night, despite having played the game for like over 30 hours in the past week. Right. Um and because we were just literally prepping for stuff because it's way easier to do stuff in not hard mode mm-hmm. so like our friend again terry who i mentioned earlier is like he has problems with games like this where he is he likes building and he like he's kind of like you where he likes building and he likes making machines right. and like things that work yep. so he like it's the sort of thing where we all sit and play and then we all sign out and terry's still on it and then we wake up the next day and be like, what the fuck have you done? Like, what has <laughs> happened here? Sure. Where he's been like, he's like built elevators and stuff like that because there are weird ways you can fuck with the game's uh, gravity and stuff like that to where you can make elevators. And he just sat and did that. He made whole like fishing and farming biomes. Like he did, like he was, at some point we were sitting for doing something else and he was still working on stuff in Terraria. And we're like, what are you doing? And he streamed on Discord. I was like, this is what I'm doing. I had like an Excel spreadsheet that was like him counting out blocks and like biome sizes to be able to fit in a fishing thing that like has, it's like an area for fishing that has set areas that you walk into and then you're in a different biome. So you can like do forest fishing or jungle fishing or ice fishing or whatever it is you need to do all in one area just by like manipulating how biomes work in terraria Jeez. Wow. And he was okay. like yeah so i figured this out and i've drawn it like this and he showed it to us and we're like you have an issue like this, <laughs> you have to do this. But he's like yeah but that's just what it is so he just like goes wild on that server whereas the rest of us are like we were the, some of us were prepping just for like there's some stuff that's easier to get before hard mode like they're just as we're like we'll get all that stuff and then we'll do hard mode. We got the people that cared got that stuff, which is like a set of really good boots that does all the things and a cell phone were the two things that we kind of wanted to get before we started hard mode. There's a cell phone um, in that game. Yeah, you get a bunch of items that are like uh, they're called information items, so they like tell you like the time and your gps location and like what part of the world you're in and like a whole bunch of stuff um and you combine them all together to get a pda and then you combine that with a magic mirror and it turns into a cell phone somehow yep that's how it works gives you all all the benefits of all of those and you can teleport back to your base like that's kind of the idea okay yep but the one that was so the thing that we've noticed the most about this update is that fishing matters now a lot where because you can start pulling up crates that have items in them or have a chance to have ah, items in okay. them that makes sense um so well to get to get a cell phone you need one of the things you need to get the cell phone is like a, a fishing tool that tells you all the stuff about fishing and you can only do that by getting the items out of the angler who gives you one quest to find a specific fish a day and then at the end of that quest there is like a three percent chance of him dropping one of those items jesus so you just so you just have to set 
every day and do your fishing quest and hope that he gives you the stuff. And I only got my cell phone last night after we activated hard mode. And fuck, that was such a slog. <laughs> and then... But the other, the other thing that we noticed was that fishing matters because the crates drop um, not just, like, ore and, like, potions and stuff, but also, like, equipment items, like, items that do things. Mm-hmm. So to get the best boots that you can that allows you to, like run really quickly and fly and walk on water and like all the stuff basically all the Mm. things that you want your boots to do you need to basically get all of the boots and combine them into one super mega boot but some of the boots are really hard to find like the ice skates because they only exist in ice biomes and we like proper terraformed the ice biome and got all the chests out of it right got one, one set of ice skates so i had to sit for must have been over an hour yeah, something like that. Just fishing in ice biomes, trying to pull up ice crates because ice crates have a five percent chance of dropping ice skates. So just Jeez. had to sit there and fish to get these ice skates to get these boots. What? So that's what the game. Uh, what does fishing involve? Like, is it a mini game or is it just like you throw it out and then you pull the thing up? There is the there. <laughs> there is this abstract concept attached to your character called fishing power. That is <laughs> okay. That is a factor of the rod that you're using, the bait that you're using, and any other like benefits that you can get. Right. So, like as part of doing the fishing quest, I got like a fishing outfit that increases my fishing power. I also right. got a, a tackle box that means that my bait doesn't get used as often when I throw things out into the water. But I also have the golden fishing rod, which is the best fishing rod, and a bunch of master bait. Which is the best bait in Sorry, the game? Yeah. What? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Master bait. Two uh-huh. words. Uh-huh. Master fishing bait. Yep. Um. So my fishing power abstract concept of like my fishing power is like 120 or something like that. I don't know what that means, but my fishing it's power a is large number. Yeah. Okay. It's a big number, which is good. Um. And the higher the number, the better chance of you finding rarer things like the crates. But you can also then get things like potions that will increase your crate chance. And, okay. Yeah, this is Terraria. Terraria is an infinite loop of finding items and getting items to do things. Right. So we just sat fishing for fucking ever to get <laughs> to get boots and to get a cell phone, and then that was it. Like that was all I needed to do. Um, and now hard was activated, and I'm like, fuck! I need to get all this other stuff now that I need to do to actually be useful in the game. Um, nice. I have the cell phone. And I have the boots, and that's kind of all the batters and i have wings now as well which is also useful um yeah terraria is a really fun game like i enjoy terraria quite a lot we leave we leave our friend terry alone because he just does stuff on his own and sure. we come to him every so often be like hey what have you done is like i've fucking terraformed hell like look at all this stuff I've done. <laughs> like, all right whatever it's fine like he's gonna set up a teleporter network now and we're like we don't even understand that and whatever and because it's like there, there is like wiring in that game and like logic gates and stuff like that so he just sits and does all that stuff so yeah. we're gonna go to him at some point he's gonna be like i built this tower and it's filled with teleporters in it we're like okay sure i had really like, what does it do? like, I, I had really vivid memories of the time when we played uh we had a minecraft server where we had the yeah the, the two mods we had the tech mod and the magic mods installed i can't remember oh. what, what they were called and we would do something similar where we'd like we'd sit at opposite ends of the house and like do a bunch of stuff yeah, and then we turn around and go stuff and yeah. that was the like we turned around and it's like what are, you, what are you doing it says oh we have an oil refinery now it's like oh cool okay yeah. what have you been doing it's like i've made these magic fucking 
boots or whatever. The one, the one that I just the one that I distinctly remember is like uh, I looked out the back of the house and I went, "What the fuck is that?" And it's like, "Oh, it's a quarry. Like it automatically mines like a giant area for us." <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "Oh, cool!" You're like, "What did you do?" And it's like, "Well, I made this gem that turns everything in my inventory into diamonds." They're like, "Oh, all right, sure." Okay. And the other part of it was like, just as needing space, I just like destroying each other's sides of the house to fit in whatever yeah, it is we I needed. Just needed space. Yeah, I remember that because you built like a really small house, so we just had to keep knocking through walls to fit in more and more like platforms and stuff. It was just, I, I just remember some. I remember working on something like on like one of the basement floors and just hearing this explosion from the top. It was like, the fuck was that? It's nothing. It's all good. Okay, but this is like half yeah. the house is missing. Like, what the fuck? I, I, yeah, I remember I was working with like I, I must have been like fire magic or something. Like, yeah. I, I fucked up a recipe and it just blew up. I remember yep. that. Yep. It happens. But yeah, Terraria, Terraria is really fun. If you like like Minecraft but want it with a slightly more like RPG edge to yeah. it, like Terraria, Terraria is way good for that because you can do fucking whatever you want in that thing. Yeah. Um, I have a, I I I killed enough of the the King Slime boss to where I have a full ninja outfit. But then I also bought a thing off of a traveling merchant that's like a cape. But what it actually is is it looks like. Uh, the overcoat that Orin wears in Final Fantasy X. Oh, nice. So like, like, and I, and I, and I, uh, when we killed the big boss that turned all hard mode, I got a buster sword. So now I just look like the edgiest motherfucker on the planet. But nice. I also bought the entirety of the thing that I'm trying to do is all magic focused, so I don't actually use the sword. I just cast right. spells the entire thing. It's just all it aesthetics. Really yeah, sure. Yeah. It's all aesthetics that I look like a weird ninja with orange <laughs> coat on, and then I like, throw out magic missiles the entire time. Uh, yeah, Accurate. Cool. Nice. Fucking, I, yeah, I love that game. That game's great. Um, yeah. I've played a lot in the past week. Um, I really shouldn't have. I keep getting, I keep getting, I keep thinking about going back to Minecraft and just throwing all the, mod, the mods back on it and just see you what you can do with it. You could just get, like, you could just get Tech It and yeah, just throw that's... that on. I'll well, just have everything. So I did end up briefly going down this rabbit hole of, like, what does it take to get back to Tech It working again? And, like, all of that shit has evolved to such a degree where I don't recognize it anymore, where it's like, it's these like 12 different mods and there's this new way of installing it. And there's like this third party app now. And, <clears throat> and yeah. Like, the, the, the thing, cause I was talking to my girlfriend about this like yesterday, cause we were talking about like, Oh, we could go do this Minecraft thing or whatever. Yeah. And she said, she said, it's just like, yeah, if you download the Twitch app, then it does it all for you. Like yeah, you don't have to download launchers or whatever. It's just, but like Ticket's got its own launcher now, and actually Ticket is now like a brand name for a bunch. Of, like it's it's wild. Like it's got weird. It's got super weird since last time we looked. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Did they ever add gamepad support to that game? Should I think. assume so. I don't know. Maybe they did. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so let's take a break, and then we'll come back with with some stuff. I believe you have you have yeah. some music for us. I'm going to play Terraria music. Uh, oh sure. I'm I'm gonna activate everybody's nostalgia brain and just play the like daytime overworld music from Terraria that everybody knows because yes. this is all I've been listening to for the last like week or whatever Fair. and it's drilled into my skull and I need to get rid of it. <laughs> Fair. Um strike post for links so you can pick up the soundtrack and we'll be back with some news after this.
so that was the Overworld Day theme from Terraria. Uh, I have listened to that song a lot. Over the time. <laughs> I can't get it out of my head anymore. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, Tinsy doing that. I've been watching the the Gem Bomb guys play Minecraft, and I forgot the music in that game actually does bring back some memories as well. You're like, oh yeah, the music in this is actually really weird and kind of cool. Oh yeah, the the the, the, the music got expanded as well as a bunch yes, of new tracks and stuff like that as well. It did. Um. So news stuff. It seems is, is like there news. There's well, not really. Well, there's a, there's a couple of things, and then there's like, hey, the the next gen stuff is starting to ramp up. We'll, we'll talk about. Yeah. It. Um. It wouldn't be a podcast until we briefly talk about Destiny. Did you see this stuff about what people are data mining? What potentially could be the end of this season? No, I've like stayed away from data mining because I don't want to ruin for myself. Oh, you specifically um, haven't. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. like, I'm it, totally not looking at stuff okay. that people are talking about for the there, end of the season. It's out there if you want to look at it, but there's some there's some stuff that people have seen that that potentially is giving away. What other other Destiny news though. Other days news though, that fucking quest was fucked. That was a good one, right? That yes, was, I didn't write that down. Joke. So there was this was like um, a because this was like a shotgun that had been data mined out. That was like, hey, this is the reward for the end of this quest. Yeah, it had been it had been data mined for a while. That um, this really famous shotgun from D one called Fell Winter's Lie was coming back, uh, and people were like speculating of like, oh, it's going to be like a new like Whisper of the Worm or Outbreak Perfected style quest, like this secret thing that you like mm. do a thing to go and get it. Um, but then, end of the season talks changed to started being it's going to be tied to the community quest for the season. So like like it was last season where you had to go do a thing as as the Destiny group, yeah, um, to get a reward. So they. The way this all happened, where the community quest came out, uh, and it was go and do the public event that was part of the season called Seraph Towers. Uh, go and do three million of them per uh, per planet that they are on. So that's the Moon, EDZ, and Isle. Um, but it was like it wasn't like three million completions. It was like three million guardians having finished it. So if you finish one as a group of nine people. That's nine completions. Oh, um, got you. Okay, sure. So it wasn't quite as bad as like do three million Seraph Tower yeah, events. Yeah, yeah. They take like 10 minutes and they made them harder at the end of the season. So people got really annoyed. But people started doing it. And at the end of the first day, the, the EDZ was on like 2%. The moon was on like 1% and IO was on 0%. And people sat and calculated it and they were like, based on the current rate, this thing isn't going to be done until after the season. Yeah. So, and it was just like, it was a mix of like, Surf Towers got really hard at the end. People were fucking sick of doing them because the entire season was just doing public events and um, general just like apathy towards the entirety of like, you can't keep doing quests where it's like, hey, do the public event. Yeah. Uh, when we've been doing it all season for no credit. Um. So the, it became it became the the community the prevailing community stance, which was a weird thing to see. Was we are purposefully not going to do this, right? Um, because th- there were two schools of thought of like one in protest against Bungie, we're going to show them that they can't keep fucking doing this, especially when it's this difficult. And two, Bungie have put a lot of work and a lot of hype into this whole Phil Winter's Lie community quest thing. Mm-hmm. Even if we don't do it, 
they're still gonna give us the gun because because they can't not right was the prevailing they can't theory not, and they've like yeah they can't not because they put all this work into it and they've released all the information about it and there's going to be like an eververse thing tied to it like they can't not give us the gun so we're not going to do it was the prevailing thing mm. um then which is which is a weird which is, is which, yeah actually when we started talking about it, it was a weird realization for me right where like I, again i half of this is kind of weird because they, they date mind out what it's going to be but even if they hadn't you knew there was going to be a reward for the whatever the end of this thing because that's how this game works, right? Like the end of a yeah. season, if you accomplish a specific objective, you get this thing. So, like for the last the last two seasons, anyway. That's exactly. Yeah. So, like even if you didn't know what it was, like there is a weird moment where there's a sudden realization that like we can do nothing, and they're gonna have to still like it's like the whole artificial yeah, it, like you can get it early, obviously if if they people- if they trigger the thing, but. They're going to give it to you. On Reddit, yeah, watching people on Reddit come together as a community more than the actual Destiny community of being like, we don't want to do this. It's ridiculous they're making us do this. Also, they're probably going to give it to us anyway, so we're just not going to do it. Yeah. And so, yeah, it became like a community-wide thing of, yeah, just don't do it. Like it's Which, which so, like, is now, the highest, which is the most probably... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's one of the it's one of the biggest it's one of the biggest like in game protests I've ever seen in like totally. a game. It's like it's it really it, weird, and it really reflects how the community feels right now, right? Where like if this was a game that they continually found f- fun and engaging, and like that that even if this is some giant number they have to accomplish, like if they enjoy yeah. doing it or it's easy enough to do, then they're going to continue to do it because it's part of the game. But they're making they've made this one so difficult and so like. Um, just not engaging that you're not, yeah. you're people, not just going to do it they, people were already sick of doing Seraph Towers but then they made them harder and then said you have to do a million of them per planet and you're like what like no yeah, we're not exactly. going to do that That's ridiculous. Uh, so what they did in response Bungie then patched it uh, to say okay we, we we don't know if this is true or not but the statement from them was we miscalculated how many attempts this is going to take and internally so we screwed up no way so what we're gonna do is, no way yeah. did they do that there's not a chance yeah no. there's not a chance that the, the 99 of the people don't buy that and are like yeah they probably wanted us to do this like it's yeah. gonna be crazy um so that was the statement was we miscalculated so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna make the the bosses and the champions on seraph towers easier like we're gonna tone them down power wise so they're easier to kill we're gonna increase credit for uh, completed towers during the events you have to do less waves mm-hmm. to get a completion and we're going to give the entirety of your um, contribution towards the community quest a five times bonus so instead of you counting for one you count for five mm-hmm. when you finish it that then also gets increased to ten at the weekends and we're like right. okay cool this makes more sense it's now easier to do and you get more credit for it that's fine so what then happened was everybody just waited till the weekend and fucking smashed it in two days yeah. like that was the yep. okay they had, they had they had the adz done by the friday and then friday saturday sunday they did the other two in like two days wow like, okay fucking smashed it because yeah people were like okay this is this is easier to do now we'll just do it like do the grind and we'll get the gun it's fine because like De- destiny players are really resilient to doing grind like sure are, you have to be yeah they, Destiny, Destiny players will do a fucking lot to get a gun. Yeah. Um, so they're like, yeah, whatever, we hate Seraph Towers, but it's it's easier now, so fuck it, whatever. So they just sat and did it. Um, then after the community quest step, there was a step that was like, get a thousand shotgun kills, and everybody's like, yeah, whatever, fine. 
And then it got to the last step, which was a quest where you had to go and talk to Rasputin on the moon because apparently he had some secrets to tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you went and talked to Rasputin, or the first people there did it, went to Rasputin, talked to Rasputin, and launched into... What happened was you had to go and touch the the door that led to the Seraph bunker at the back mm-hmm. that would lead you into like the deeper part. Yeah, yeah. So people did it, and then instantly got teleported back to the spawn location on the moon called Sanctuary, like mm-hmm. in front of Eris Morn. And that happened, and the quest text came up called like saying the tyrant or whatever, and people were like, "Oh shit, yes, here it is! Like this is the yeah, secret. Yeah, yeah. Like we're gonna go up, fucking." look everywhere on the moon, touch everything, like, see if we can find, like, a door or anything. So, like, uh, one of the first groups to do it was this group called Redeem, like, famous raiding people. Yeah. Uh, I was sitting watching them do it, and they were, like, going wild, like, talking to everybody, touching doors, like, going to bits that they knew were not open, like, everything. Yeah. Nothing was working. Like, zero things were working. And they were like, Christ, this is, like, this is, like, a really hard one. And like, everybody is there was on the chat. Like, there's no clue like no clues to follow it like they were just like no. touch everything in the map no nope. but then, like like whisper and outbreak and stuff didn't really have clues either they were right. just kind of like oh stuff, yeah true. stuff just happened people figured it out yeah and um, so they were like all oh, right this is what we got to do we just got to find the start point or whatever and it was really funny because like people on their comms and stuff like that were chatting of like all these people are saying it's bugged they're just like they're not dedicated like oh right there's, there's gotta be a secret there's gotta be a secret somewhere it's right in front of us like we're missing it and then there was a post from someone at Bungie uh, who deals in community called Damage. There was a post that was like, if you touch the Seraph door and you lodge back into Sanctuary, you're in a bugged instance. Uh, we're going to figure out in the morning why this is bugged. We don't really know, but we'll get back to you. And everybody was like, ah, fuck, it's bugged. Right. Which killed a lot of people because this qu- this season has had a lot of bugs in yep. it. Like, totally. a, like Guardian Games was bugged. There was a lot of events that were bugged. Like there was a lot of stuff that was bugged, and this was kind of like the final straw. People going like, "What? Like, how do you do this again? Yeah, like, exactly. Consistently yeah. release bugged content." Um. So yeah, the community went real sour really quickly. Of like, what the fuck? Like, how do you do this all the time? Yeah. But they padded it out and they got it to work, and people have the gun now. Um. But people are still just like, "Man, this game's fucked." Was like, the- something so. Bit. Was the payoff on that final thing worth it? Like you don't need to say what it was, but like is the payoff at the I end mean, of like, that thing? The, the the lore stuff that you learned was cool. Like it was interesting. It gave new context to like a couple of really important characters in the Destiny universe. Mm-hmm. Uh and the shotgun's really good. Like the gun itself is super powerful. Uh but it's just like it's more that like the damage has been done. Like right. people are now super soured on like anything that Bungie are designed yeah, totally. to do like, Bungie are now going to have to talk about the summer season in like the next week or something like that and it's going to be rough like it is so, going to be they, they, they've, talked, they've talked recently as well about a lot of really interesting changes like they're talking about like weapon sunsetting is going to be a thing yeah, like how totally. they're changing how they're changing seasonal content how all this stuff and people are just like uh, we don't really trust you anymore. Like it's they, yeah. they've been too soured by this whole experience. So is, is this is this next season? Is this the final of the the, the original four, or is it? Or is so it yeah, the this, next... is, this is this is this is the last season leading into the big fall expansion that people right, are talking it's a fall about. Expansion, okay. um, yeah. So the 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 last season is going to be the summer season that will be the setup for whatever the big expansion is going to be. We kind of know what the big expansion is going to be. We just don't know what the details are, but right. we kind of know what is going to happen. Right. Okay. Uh, 
But yeah, there's it's, one more it, season. And it still hurt. continues to feel like they don't have their content pipeline sorted. Yeah, it's, like it really it's feels weird. like they are just permu- like permutating the same assets over and over again yeah. in new and unique ways. Uh, yeah, like, I thought, the, the, I, entire, like, the, the entirety of like Shadowkeep to like all these expansions have literally just been. It's the public event and it's bounties and that's kind of all it is. Yeah. Like that. And all the public and that's events. All for season. And even all the public events are like, it's the same like models and stuff. Like the Seraph Towers are new, but like, is it really that difficult to put this stuff in? Like it, it, it still feels like that, that old story is still true about how difficult it is to get stuff into this game. It really, which is yeah, why, I'm... yeah, which is why I like to, to branch into some of the other news. Um, the announcement that like Destiny Two is coming to next gen PS Five and Series yeah. X um, mm-hmm. is weird. Like I feel that's a bizarre thing. Where I would well, they are they, they have said multiple times like they are committed to Destiny Two for a while yet. Like they are going to do stuff in two for yeah. A so good like, I just of, it, like, it really a couple of years. It just it really feels like in order to be able to do the thing that people want them to do, they need to get off that engine. It just it feels like it's holding them back so much. Uh, yeah, I know. I like we have no idea how, like, why things are breaking. Like, there's a lot of talk about it being like, is it is it the engine falling apart, or is it like the game's too big because there's too many things in it and that's totally. causing issues, or is it like? So we just don't know. But like, yeah, maybe getting off that engine would probably help. But it's but like I don't the know fact we are now. The fact we're now how many years into Destiny Two? Like four. This is year. This is the end of year two. Year three. Really? No. Oh no! You, you, know, you might be right. You might be right. But like three years into Destiny Two, and there are no new factions. Like no new enemies. Really? I mean, oh, the, sorry. They added the the scourge. So yeah, September. So the big the big fall expansion this year is going to be the start of year three. Right. So this is the end of year two. Okay. Yeah. But like the fact that they've added like one set of new enemy types you're just like it's it, it feels like there's not yeah yeah they added they added the taken and that was kind of it yeah i'm and i can well no it's not the taken it was the scourge right was the oh scourge from forsaken yeah you're right yeah, 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 yeah. um scourge. and it, I, i'm just continually pissed that they haven't done more with um titan as a planet like it feels like they've just forgotten about titan completely like that yeah, feels that was true. the most interesting like world of that entire game and they were just like that thing what? has no, not changed dreaming city was way more interesting okay oh, yeah dreaming was... city okay the dreaming city was kind of cool that, they've, still, they've also still not done anything with that but that's the i know that, but at least that's but, what i care about like yeah. but they did a lot in the dreaming city like they did the, like that was the start of like the cool they've story got, stuff they've, and they've done they've, they've not resolved any of it is the problem like the sure they, 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 they it was all really cool because it was all secret and stuff like that but it ended up with like the curse on the dreaming city Whatever the, hell, whatever the hell Marisov is planning and Riven and they resolved Riven in the raid Marisov's been gone for four seasons like something right. like that like she's, she disappeared at the end of Forsaken is fucked off for god knows how long and the curse in the Dreaming City still doesn't have an explanation or what or, or how the fuck you resolve it or what the fuck it is they, it's Sabathun we know it's Sabathun but don't know what the fuck it's for or how right. to do it or anything but at least like, but at least like, at least the Dreaming City was the core of a large chunk of true yeah, lore yeah. narrative yeah, stuff yeah, like the, the, the end stuff the end stuff of Forsaken was all Dreaming City yeah but like true. Titan was like there's three, like four missions as part of the main story and then they just haven't touched it again despite the fact it's got like some of the best 
the coolest architecture and stuff in that game on this oh, world. Yeah, the it's, arcology. Yeah, like it's got the arcology and it's like it's all these oil rigs on a water planet and you're just like, it's so... Uh, yeah, I'm just annoyed at that. Um, yeah, so uh, the other little bit is um, Valorant has a official release date, June 2nd, yeah. when that game comes yeah. out. Out. I think I was saying to you, I will play about two games of that and then never touch it again, probably, just to yeah, see what based, it is. Based on the experience that I've had with it, playing both ranked and unranked, um, you will play two games of that and then hate everybody and then stop. And that's totally. the which, yep, that is holy god that that community is the so bad. Like it is so yeah. bad. I mean, that... I, 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 have ne- I have never been. It's, it's it's not since I started playing League of Legends. Like it's when I started playing League of Legends, you got a lot of flaming. But then when you got better at League of Legends, people kind of shut up. You got one every so often, but there was a lot of people that shut up. Mm-hmm. But now that everybody is back to being a shitter again, everybody is flaming everybody for no reason. And it is the worst. Like, teenage, like French teenagers calling you shit. And like, ah, <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Like, it's this, I hate, I hate this community chat. It's so bad. And it's like, that's half of it. Well, it's just more than half of it. Like, yeah, that community yeah. sounds terrible. But also, like, like I've watched a bunch of people play that game, and it's just like, it's just such a different level of skill than I'm used to in any other game. Like, what, like the, uh, like people talk a lot about like uh, how um, there's a there's a name for it, but like the 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 time to go down, like from ttk yeah the time like to kill. the time to kill yeah and stuff like modern warfare or like uh, call of duty sorry is like yeah. is pretty low but like in Va- like valorant and like csgo and all that kind of stuff it's like you just go down like immediately yeah. and mm-hmm. people are just like headshot you from someone, miles away someone, and yeah if, if someone is aiming at your head they will kill you like it yeah. is it's like siege level of you're just dead like and i imagine i imagine the clips that i'm seeing are people who are fucking good at the game or play a lot of it but like if those are the people you're going to go up going to go up against like you just don't have a chance like and also the the disadvantage of that kind of game where you go down so quickly is that you don't get a chance to learn anything because yeah like i really appreciated when when stuff like apex came in um to the battle royale thing which is like it's easier to stay alive in that game where like like there's a slightly more you can take slightly more damage and the healing slightly quicker so like you'll last longer in a game which means you learn how the guns work you learn how the movement works you learn the map better like all that kind of stuff yeah. like mm-hmm. valorant i know it's a different type of game but like if you're just going to continually get mowed down like you're never going to get any better because you're just getting destroyed by all these people oh yeah yeah it's it is a hard thing to sit and try and learn from yeah because yeah it's like if people if people are so much better than you they yeah, just get absolutely massacred the entire time and it's yep. not I can, fun i, I keep meaning to try warzone actually like i just want to see what it's like like oh the the battle royale thing yeah the modern warfare battle royale i've not I've not actually tried it yet. Like yeah. I should, but I've just not tried it. I, just, I, I love the idea of the gulag. Well, that's a terrible sense to say, but like the concept. I love the gulag. Of, I love the gulag. <laughs> um, but the the concept of that being a a way to get back in is so smart. And yeah, it's there's some stuff in there I kind of want to try. Um, so yeah, the next gen stuff has started to happen. So there was two mm-hmm. big streams since the last time we talked. So there was the Series X stream, which was slightly controversial because they talked about it being because it was first announced as or the, the first thing it was mentioned was during the 
Assassin's Creed Valhalla announcement where they said first gameplay will be at this Xbox Series X stream of this game. That's uh, that's gameplay in like massive inverted commas. Yeah, like so. Yeah, the part of it was like, and here's the Assassin's Creed gameplay, and like there was no HUD at any point in that game. There was no consistent. It was. It was not like somebody playing a game. It was like a cut trailer with what was theoretically in-engine footage. And you're like, that's yeah. not a gameplay trailer. That's in engine footage. That's different. Um, yeah. So, but it, yeah. So this was them doing a stream of like, here's a bunch of the third party stuff we've got that will be coming to this console, but also secretly is also coming to a bunch of the other consoles on PC as well. But here's what we're talking about. So th- cool things that were there. Like they opened with Bright Memory Infinite which was a game, like, we were watching the stream at the same time, and you looked at it and go, this looks cool, and then as you went on, you were like, this seems really familiar, and I don't, can't put my finger on what it was, and then eventually near the end, we're like, oh, is this that game that came out, that, like, single-person Korean game that appeared oh, yeah, on Steam yeah, yeah, yeah. for, yeah. like, three quid? It was a thing that, it was a thing that a bunch of people played, and were like, this is surprisingly good, even though yeah. it's, like, out of one person from China, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I can't. I think was it a Chinese developer? Or was it a Korean developer? I can't remember. There was it was it was, so, it was a one person Chinese, developer. But I can't remember. Yeah. Um, but and it was a cool like mix of like crisis style gunplay with like Devil May Cry sword melee combat and stuff. Like, yeah, it, was it, a cool had, thing. it had like actual like first person melee comboing systems and stuff like that. Like it was it was interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this break my memory for it. So this is the expansion of that game. Um. And or the the full version of that game or whatever the next iteration whatever it is um they can they show that off which looks very cool um there's a game called chorus which was like hey what if you took the visuals of something like control and made it a space combat game you're like okay yeah sure yeah i'll take that it was, it was a cool looking one, yeah that was cool um dirt five there's madden scarlet nexus which is like hey do you like anime here's some here's some anime for you um Second Extinction, which is like Left 4 Dead, but how do you feel about mowing down a bunch of dinosaurs? Oh, yeah. That yeah. thing was bizarre. That's a weird one. Um, the Ascent, which we thought originally was like the next game from the Ruiner people, which I also put like an hour into Ruiner again because I remember that game was cool and it was fine. Um, but it's not. It's a totally new game, but has a cool cool look to it. It's got a, it looks like a top-down... Um, what the fuck game am I thinking of? Um, what was that top-down kind of shooter game that we played years and years ago? Expendables. Or Expendables. Expendables. Expendable. Yeah. I, but I, I don't know what the modern, like, non-us reference point would be for a game like that. Uh, like, ah, uh, what was that fucking game? Like Dusk Raiders or whatever that thing was called? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, the one from... Oh, uh drop that's a great we're just gonna fucking is, remember yeah, yeah. Old video game. drop um i thought it's a top-down shooter it's, yeah it's, it's a top-down shooter co-op top-down shooter it looks like um but cyberpunky it looks kind of like ruiner so i'm i'm interested uh, it was it had a cool look like it was a really interesting thing yeah uh then is yakuza like a dragon which is to the rest of us is yakuza 7 is coming Fight to xbox people with your your cell phone lobster summon. I'm so I'm so excited about that game. So that it looks like they're dropping seven for because I think it's still seven in Japan because that game's out in Japan. Um, 
so it's just here it's called Yakuza Like a Dragon, which is Yakuza 7, so it's Yakuza with a new it makes, protagonist. It, it, makes me, it makes me way more likely to play it because if it didn't have 7 on it. If I had 7 on it, I'd be like, well, I didn't play the other ones and totally. this game has a fucking ridiculous story, but if they don't have 7 on it, I'll be like, oh, I can do it. I mean, it still, it still looks like it's Kamurocho and it still looks like it's some of the key players, but like main new character with yeah, no baggage the, the, is probably a good idea. The guy with the eye patch, I can never remember the name of, was there. Right, yeah, yeah. Mishima, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Majima, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and then so there's a Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines which is still a dumb name Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 Bloodlines 2 yeah Um, was a trailer there that was it just me or did that game not look great like I well the 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 whole trailer was very stylized like it was it wasn't how that game would be but it it also didn't look like it didn't look like it was pre-rendered like it just looked in-game and not it looked a bit unfinished, almost. I don't. I don't know. There was something about it that looked really weird, and I didn't. I don't know. It. it I. I expected that game to be more polished than I think it came across as. But considering the history of vampire, uh, vampire bloodlines, like it's kind of on brand, I mean, almost. Vampire, yeah, I was gonna say vampire the Masquerade bloodlines was not a polished game anyway. So no. Was, no. Yeah. Um. And then, so then there was Scorn, which is the the fastest I've ever seen you nope out of a game in the while, which was like, hey, oh, that was the HR Geiger thing, yeah, yeah. yeah I... Like it was cool to see a game that is like, no, we're just straight up doing HR Geiger without like being referenced or like, like this is just straight up, like, yeah. N- I don't. It's weird, right? Because Geiger's not Geiger passed away, right? I'm pretty sure he uh, passed away last oh. year, um, but. Uh, so yeah so like I, I imagine this was going to be like a featuring HR Geiger art or something like that but like it, they haven't explicitly mentioned them but this is the closest to that artwork I have ever seen in a game um, oh yeah it's, it's very much yeah, like it's just it's, HR Geiger it's yeah. that um, I don't know like I, I went back and looked at some of the original footage from that game because that, that was a Kickstarter game from 2014 yeah, that's um, been around for a while. It's been around for a long time. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what that looks like. But man, that was a hell of a trailer. Um, and then weirdly enough, like the most exciting thing for me to come out of that video was the Medium, which is the new game from Bloober Team, who are the Layers yeah. of Fear and Observer. Was that them? That was them, right? Layers of Fear and Observer? No, Observer. Observer. Yeah, Observer. The, no, was it Observer? The sci-fi one, yeah. With uh, Rugger Hauer. No, was that was that Observer? I thought Observer was that one in the space station. Oh, sorry, you're right. It's uh... oh no. god, Observ- terrible. Observation. Observation was the, was the sci was the one in the space station. Obser- observer. No, Observer. Observer is the sci-fi one. Yeah, sorry, okay. they sound sure. the same. Yeah, it was the, the layers of fear, layers of fear, Observer, and the Blair Witch game. That and the Blair Witch game. That's the other one. Um, yeah. so they announced a new game called Medium. Which is looks like a Bloober Team game, which is not a diss. Like they do that thing pretty well. Like Layers of Fear yeah. is pretty well respected. Um, I like. I don't. I don't give a fuck about what that game does. All I care about is that Akira Yamaoka is doing. Yeah. Same so we but. we were watching that thing going, and there's a point where like, so I, again, like gameplay wise, the medium has this thing where she can like see this other world, which is how through whatever reason, um, which they, they didn't really get into, but like. The point where they transitioned to another world, there was definitely a moment where, like, has somebody got the fucking Silent Hill license? Like, is somebody doing Silent Hill again? It, it, the, only, the only thing that we knew was because it 
that that world looked kind of distinctly Silent Hill. Yeah, it, it had all the, went red and weird, and then the music kicked in. We're like, that just sounds like a Silent Hill. That sounds like like, like then, Ag is yeah. super. I was like, somebody did somebody finally get Silent Hill license off Konami and are going to do it again? I was like, no, it just looks a lot like Silent Hill, and they've got Akira Yumoka doing the music, yeah. which is like fucking i don't care if that game's shit give me that soundtrack as soon as possible oh yeah i i I wouldn't play that game but i'll fucking listen to the soundtrack like that's i i I probably will play that game like layers of fear was not my kind of thing but i liked like the first third of observer that i played before it became like a stealth game which wasn't good um yeah yeah, that's cool but yeah akira yumoka is gonna be in a game again which is awesome um uh, yeah, and like I said, they showed not gameplay of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and I was like, "Yep, okay, cool." Like it's going to be an Assassin's Creed game with, um, with Vikings. Sure, show me some yeah. actual gameplay yeah. at some point in the future. Um, oh, and then speaking of games, they showed that um, Ghost of Tsushima like fifteen minute gameplay. Here's what this mm, game actually yeah, yeah. is, which comes out next month, right? End of the, end, end of next month. End of June. I know. And is it end of June or is it July? I can't remember, but it's like a week after Last of Us, so yeah, uh, July July seventeenth. Okay, it's July. Um, but yeah, they showed that game off, and like I got weirdly deflated in that game because that game just looks like that game looks like a kind of Japan skin on an Assassin's Creed game. Like it's just so like the 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 thing that looked like it was going to appeal to me about that game was that it was going to be very. Like, like no, like they were going to try to hide a HUD. It was going to be about like real, well, not, not realism, but like it's going to be very much in that world, and you're just kind of doing samurai stuff. But then you're there, yeah. and you're like, okay, here's like an objective marker, and like here's like climb this thing, and do it. it's just like this is just very gamey in a way that I wasn't expecting. And even the stuff they were doing, they showed off in that trailer that were kind of. Uh, in world stuff where you're like oh you can like rather than there being a place like a GPS point on a map and going there like you could at any point summon the wind and it will point you in the direction of the thing you're trying to go and then you a- they actually did it and the thing is like it's like a couple of white lines that look like wind like it's not even that effective yeah. like it's I don't know I was weirdly turned off by that game watching that but who knows it could be a very very polished one of them and and it was that was the earth like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it looks particularly bad it no it doesn't it just looks like, like them. totally yeah. and like the only interested and i saw some people coming out of that going like well at least the combat's going to be cool and i'm like well the combat kind of looks like like ac2 combat where it's going to be all about like timing a parry and then killing someone right like that's what yeah. all that combat looked like um so yeah who knows um so then uh the summer games festival which is jeff Keeley's two-month streamathon mm. um had their first big stream which was um the announcement of unreal engine 5 and a demo running on well what they said they were running it on a playstation 5 in real time and that thing was super impressive like this that thing was oh, yeah. very very cool and they talked through they talked, like they talked about triangles a lot they said the word triangles a lot yeah and it, but it, and it was a very it was like it was somewhere in between, like a gameplay de- like what you would expect from like an E three style gameplay demo and like a Mark Cerny presentation. Like it was somewhere in the middle, I think, where it was yeah. where they talked about a lot of tech stuff, but they 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 cast it in like here's the thing you're seeing in a really good way, 
where you're like, okay, we're gonna. It's a, it's a, it's a thing that that um, that PlayStation conference that Mark Cerny did wrong, where the TV was just showing like random graphs and numbers yeah. and stuff like that, whereas these guys were doing like the here's the thing. The, here's the thing, here's the number of triangles, here's what it actually looks like when we look in the engine, which yeah. makes sense for me because as someone who is like barely grasps how things like lighting and stuff works in a game engine, for yeah. them to then go, we've done this thing, it means this, here's how it works in the engine, look, we'll pull back the layers and show you. I was like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense, look at totally. all these triangles. Like it is. And it, and it works I on multiple it. And it works on multiple levels because you're like, even if you don't understand the tech at all, you look at it and go, ooh, pretty. Like, it does... But if you do understand the tech, you're like, oh, actually, I can kind of see what they're doing here, and you start to, you start to understand it a bit more. But like, it seems like the main selling point of that thing, which again is kind of difficult to show off or to, to kind of sell to people, the, the um, players as opposed to developers, is like the asset stuff is actually kind of the interesting part of that, where they talked about. So, like the standard process for for games of this uh, games in general is that you have your artist to create, say, massively detailed model for your, like your main character, whatever it is, in something like ZBrush or, or one of those tools, and then when you have to actually put it in a game, somebody has to sit and manually like tone down the detail to a point where it's a reasonable number of polygons that you can actually run in an engine, like that's and it's a very manual process. It's a very kind of um, work intensive process and it gets outsourced a lot and all that kind of stuff and basically yeah. what, they were, what they were saying in that engine demo was like all these assets that you're seeing like the characters like some of the the, the world detail and stuff like that like these are directly exported from zbrush directly into the engine and the engine like does that work for you which is a massive boon for developers like if you can just take oh, your, yeah. if you can take your original source assets and just dump them in there and it works in a reasonable level like that's awesome like that's very very cool um yeah and they talked about their lighting and ch- and um, their physics and particle systems and all that kind of stuff but it's, it's genuinely like it was very weird to see the first stream for a next-gen console being that engine focused and it being better than the stream that had a bunch of games in it because you could look at that and go PS5 is looking fucking incredible. Like, if they can do stuff like this in an engine that's going to be powering like a good chunk of their games, like, yeah, yeah. it's probably going to be good. Whereas the Xbox demo was like, here's a bunch of games that are coming to this platform, and you're like, like this could be running on a PC. Like, most of those games were probably running on a PC. Like, there's no reference to the power of this console that you keep talking about. Whereas Sony didn't actually need to do anything. They probably just needed to like pay pay a little bit of money to say like, hey, run your demo on a PS5 for us. Yeah. And that, yeah. and that was so much more effective than anything Xbox did. Like they need to come out now in their and they're not and now Xbox are not doing anything till July, I think, is their next Something stream like that, yeah. where they're talking about Halo and stuff and their first party stuff. And you're like, you've 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 opened the floor up for Sony to then come out for something in between and then go like, and here's some more stuff. Like Xbox don't look good right now. Um so yeah. We'll 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 need to see what happens, but there was a it was an interesting opening salvo from both both sides. Yeah, yeah. Um, and hey, that thing looked fucking great. So maybe consoles are going to be fine. Who knows? Um, I think I think 
consoles are probably going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, like at this point, it is really like after seeing that and seeing how confident they are and that the tech can back it up, it is really going to be down to availability and price now, I think. Where like, because all the the stories that are coming out of... um, was it Bloomberg? I can't remember. Somebody, some financial institution or paper had the report that like Sony are struggling with price because they they cannot pin down how much they should sell oh, yeah, this for. Yeah, like Pactor and stuff were talking about like Microsoft just kind of have to wait because they're probably going to like undercut them by a hundred dollars regardless. Um, so they just have to wait and see what Sony say. And Sony are already struggling, being like. We can't do six hundred again, but it's like getting really close to six hundred again. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting time when you talk about yeah, uh, so, so new, of these yeah, new things. yeah, that's going to be, and again, we don't actually know what it's going to be. Like you would imagine, that's that's going to be that would have been the three thing, right? But so do we? Do, do they still do it in July? Do they do it? Or sorry, do they do it in June? Do they wait till October and then announce a price for it to come out the following month? Like. I don't know. Like the, it, it feels like it's in a situation where, like, I, I kind of I agree with. Um, I had a, I had the idea. Like, I don't know any inside information or whatever, but I kind of had the idea that Microsoft are probably going to wait and then undercut Sony regardless of what Sony say. Yeah, and just be like, yeah, it's it's like, oh, Sony said six hundred or whatever. We'll say five hundred or even like four eighty or something like that. Yeah. Um. So I think it's now. And they can sit. They can hold that forever because yep. they don't want to go first. So they just kind of have to sit and wait. But Sony can't leave it too long because then if it's too long and they come out and say it's six hundred quid, they're going to be like, "It's six hundred quid that it's out in two months." And people are like, "Wait, what? Like we don't have that kind of money in two exactly. months? Like it's you need yeah. to." Although they plan ahead, where the best way to do it actually, if you were really thinking about it, you're being really clever. You wait for Microsoft to do their thing in July where they talk about games and Halo and all that stuff. And then like a week later, talk about price because then they've already had their big messaging. Then if Sony come out with a price, Microsoft have had their moment and then they either need to wait and do another moment later down the line, which gives Sony a couple of like a bit of breathing room to do a message. Yeah. Or they have to come back immediately and say oh yeah or just 500 dollars. sorry we didn't say anything about that yesterday or whatever yeah. which makes them seem really strange that's probably if it were me that's what i would do the thing that the thing side business mind that i am <laughs> i'd be like the thing that makes this wait sl- for them wait for them to pull not necessarily the trigger but pull a trigger wait for a gun to go off and then yeah. go and then wait for them to reload their gun that would be the yeah the thing that the, the, the thing that fucks all of this up is that I mean, depending if let's tentatively say like something happens in the next three months, they yeah. have the well, not an issue, but like they're not going to be able to do a physical event for that announcement, probably, probably, no. which then leaves it up to it's going to be a digital event of some kind or stream of some kind, which means that actually both companies could theoretically react much quicker than they could, right? Because if you have to have a physical event, like. True. You set a date and you can't move that date because you've got you've got to rent a place. Still, you've got, but there's, but there's still like a certain amount of um, not showmanship, but like pre-planning that goes into like so. Like Microsoft, I said we have this date that we are going to talk about thing. Yeah, like 
they can react faster, but they still there is still lag time of them trying to get their message straight. Totally. Which is why if like if Sony come out a couple of days after the Microsoft thing and say like we're going to talk about price, which they could do because they could be planning for it right now. Yeah. Then Microsoft still have a bit of lag before they can come out and talk about price again because yeah. they they have to do this whole corporate thing of like talking to people and getting the message straight. Yeah. Um. But they can but- react faster, but it still gives Sony time. Which is the main thing? They need my time. guess, yeah. my guess is that both companies have that video ready to go with a blank space for a price. Oh yeah, I, 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 I'm damn sure that there is like an approved template somewhere of like here is yeah. the thing, but they still have to do the. Okay, we want to go a hundred pounds cheaper. How does that impact like our R and D budget or yeah. production budget? Like all this stuff before they can actually say the yeah. price. I mean, if you believe um, if you believe a lot of the the rumor mill from the ps4 launch where like the that price was decided at e3 i think was the rumor yeah. that like they basically something like that or like they, 15 minutes before the thing or yeah. something like that yeah which, which suggests to me that they were given the people in charge were given a bracket that was like it can be between this and this like this is your call like they could yeah maybe they do it again so i think the thing that's changed as well like since the last generation came out is because there's a, the, the, there's a worry in the last gen that like people are done with consoles because phones are such a big thing, or like phones were becoming maybe like maybe the thing, and like people can only spend like there were two competing um, messages. One of which is like people don't play console games as much anymore, so we're worried about launching a new console. But also, yeah, people are now invested in spending. 800, 900 a grand every couple of years on a new phone, on a new iPhone specifically, that them investing 400, 500 quid in a console that theoretically will last five years, they're primed more to make that purchase. When you look at where we are right now, that's not true anymore. Like iPhone sales have been falling, phone sales in general have been falling over the past two, three years. Mm -hmm. Where people are not iterating as much as they used to because you're like, well the revolutionary changes aren't happening as often and also like phones are in such a state now where you're really like actually this phone will la- will last as a while it'll last longer anyway so we're not spending that same money anymore so you're like okay does that mean that people now have money freed up to be able to buy a console or does it mean that people have been disincentivized from that level of purchase power every so often that are just like wow i haven't spent 600 pounds on something in years right well like, then, what's the, what was the what were the sale figures on like the the half step consoles like the pro and stuff they weren't like that like, huge, was that, like they weren't yeah that was, that, was that enough to justify that sort of like purchase because that was kind of the idea that people were having was like i mean it, it, oh, yeah, if, they're gonna, if they're gonna spend that money on like every two years on an iphone anyway then you can do this half step thing but yeah. people are still like but, turned I mean, off to that idea there was definitely a difference between i think people were expecting i think both companies actually were expecting that half step console would be a decent idea because people are spending money on the people are buying new phones every two years anyway so yeah this Mm -hmm. makes sense but actually what ended up happening based on the stuff i'd read and i haven't i'm I'm not an expert in this in any way shape or form but the people who picked that up were the people who would pick up a new console like it was the early adopters it was the people who are fucking like serious about this or consoles are their primary um gaming medium and yeah or it was people who were getting into to games in the first place or who were getting into consoles in the first place who were like well get the new one because why wouldn't you like that was definitely yeah. a part of it as well like it was not a case of like 
X amount of percentage of people who already owned the console bought a new one. It was like, well, my console broke or I'm buying a new one anyway. And then there was a smaller yeah. percentage of like, oh, this is an upgrade. Because they didn't really do a good job of selling the upgrade, right? Because it was like, well, what does this do? It plays a lot of the old games slightly they, better. They said, the word 4K, they said the word 4K a lot and then not a lot else. Yeah, so. and they were like, okay, fine. But this is like whole new ball game with a bunch yeah. of new variables. So... 3D audio. Mark Cerny really wants you to know about 3D audio. Yeah, fucking HSRF functions and stuff, and you're just like, wow, okay, sure. Let's let's see what that does. I, I, still, I, still, I still can't quite believe that that was a thing that happened. But that Cerny presentation? They, yeah, they, it was... They gave Mark Cerny that long amount of time to sit there and talk about Mark Cerny things yeah, totally. in front of... We still don't know if that was a green screen or not, but that's... It was wild that that was a thing that was happening. I think but it was. Yeah. I think it was unfortunate. I think they just messaged it wrong. Where like, if that was the original, if that was the GDC presentation that it was originally going to be and had been done at GDC, like nobody, oh, yeah, would, sure, yeah, yeah, nobody would have watched it live. All the games press would have picked out the bits that were important, and everyone would have read about it because it was like first details on next generation PlayStation, and that would be fine. But like, the fact that it was like on the PlayStation Twitch channel, which a bunch of people subscribe to anyway, who don't have any technical interest yeah. really and it was just publicly out there that anyone could stream not behind a gc paywall like people just paid attention it was like what the fuck is that like show me show me yeah, knack what, three what like where's on? yeah like yeah knack three um yeah it was weird but i don't this whole thing is going to be this the the pandemic has changed a lot of how this is this year is going to go Oh, in yeah. ways that I have zero idea how they're going to resolve. Like, it could make the fight more interesting, or it could make it super boring because they have to do it in these small increments. Who know- who fucking knows? Who fucking who knows? knows? Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. Is there anything else, or are we good? I think. I think so. I think, um, I think that's us. Is there? I I I feel like there's something coming out soon that I, I was paying know. attention to. Uh, end june. of may does that make sense oh sorry no last of us is june 19th that's the next big yeah that's thing. that's yeah last of us is middle of june but i, I didn't know if nope that's something before that, that seems to be it um there's probably some small stuff i don't know um and i get a feeling the next couple of weeks are going to be the same as this where i'm going to be dipping into a bunch of stuff and i don't know i need to go check that I was actually going to suggest um, that we pick up. Oh God, what is it called? Journey to the Savage Planet or something like that. Oh really? Okay. Uh, there's, yeah. It's like a it's like first person co op Metroidvania puzzly. Oh sort yeah, of thing. that thing. Right. Yes. Yeah, and it's the the Epic Store has a sale right now, and it's on sale for like fifteen quid or something. Oh, really? And I figured that, that would be pretty cool to pick up and try because I think yeah. it looks pretty interesting from totally. what I've seen. Yeah. For fifteen quid, I would I definitely pick it up. And we need to do. Yep. We, I I picked up um, Man of Medan in the sale as well, which has the friend oh, pass yeah. thing, which yeah. um, which I think is still happening. If people are interested in that, where they, they they give you a friend pass, which is basically like a code for somebody else to unlock it on Steam, and then you can do the co op like rather than doing the remote play thing where somebody is streaming the game out to the other person, like both people are playing the game live on their own systems, but it's linked. And the other person gets basically can only play with the person who gave them the code, but at least they can play yeah. it at the same time. Um, yeah, I just want to see what that thing is. It feels like a dumb, like kind of slasher movie thing that I don't know. It could be ridiculous. 
we'll see. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some stuff. Um, if Cyber Ops gets um, fixed, I would like to show that game off a little bit, which could be cool. Um, there's something else that was like, hey, we should play this. Ah, man, I can't remember. Anyway. I assume we'll come to you. Yeah. Oh, um, that was the other thing. Um, remember the stream I did for the um, the Steam Spring Festival games yes. thing? The firefighting game I played on that Ember came out in early yeah. access, and that has co-op. So I think oh, that, sure. that could be interesting to 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 give that a shot. But yeah, um, yes, gamingstart.com is the name of the website where you can find all of our videos, podcasts, and articles are up there. Uh, we're on youtube.com slash game engine start subscribe you'll get notified when we put new videos up and we're on facebook and twitter if you search game engine start you'll find us there podcast at game is the email address if you want to get in touch and that is everything uh, stay safe everyone and we will see you in two weeks goodbye bye